in a world where extreme competition exists everywhere what does it take to have success in your career and in life join me nirvana chaudhary as i sit down with some of the most successful individuals to discover the secrets to the success what continues to drive them and to hear a few exclusive stories in the process what drives them and their success code their mantra for making it bigger Hello everyone. Uh back again with my podcast Making It Bigger, the 35th episode and the last one for 2021. Today I have with me a very very dear friend of mine, Mr. Nader Ali Zafar, someone who I've known for the last 20 years. He's got that entrepreneurial DNA instilled within himself, you know, having studied in some of the world's most prestigious universities and schools like being the pioneering batch for SMU, went on to INSEAD, went into NYU. You know, I sometimes ask him that the amount of uh, education you're getting in uh, for yourself, you know, how helpful is it? And I'll ask him that later in the show today. But uh, Nader's uh, recently founded um the real school. Um I can tell you a little bit about real school but I want to hear we better we hear it from him right uh, before we start off nader thank you so much for coming for the show and my first question i ask everyone is you know you've been engaged in so many different ventures and now you are leading your own and which i feel is a fabulous idea first question is what is your success mantra what is it that really drives you i believe making an impact and and by the way thank you so much for that wonderful introduction Um for me what drives me is the ability to make an impact on people a positive impact and a lasting one i think that's what really drives me so uh you know absolutely i think all great leaders are working for a purpose working for a particular cause and a you know they have a particular vision and a goal in mind and creating an impact is a wonderful one leading on to that right can you just tell us a little about the idea where did that idea of real school come in and what does it mean for the rest of us thank you so much i'll give you three three sources of inspiration for me on how i came up with real school and the first was when i was listening to a talk by coursera ceo last year in 2020 i was listening to him the ceo um talked about how coursera is doing very well in the pandemic a lot of people are going online to learn and i thought to myself that's very good and i realized going onto the coursera website that what is on offer is much packaged classes by professors who are teaching very much um you know theoretical based courses and all done in e recorded sessions meaning that you could go online and you could learn at your own time at your own convenience and i and i realized that 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 while that was interesting i i had in mind something slightly different so anyway that was my first point of inspiration was listening to that webinar by the ceo of coursera talk about the success of his company the second place where i can draw inspiration was my current nyu doctorate where i do all my classes completely online synchronously meaning that these are real time live classes so i'm sitting in a classroom on zoom with 30 of my classmates and the professor and we are learning in real time and i thought this is a very good format to learn from people because it's interactive it allows me a chance to understand um and and you know ask questions 
And, and, and that was, I guess, the second um, source of inspiration for Real School. But let me tell you about the third, which probably would be somewhat of a surprise to you. So about 20-something years ago, I went to university, uh, business school, and I was in a group with a brilliant businessman. And I think you're going to uh, slowly understand uh, where the story is leading to. But this person I was with in the group was by far the most superior um, person in marketing or any of these business courses, because this is a practitioner who had been there and done that. And I realized to myself back then in university as a young 20-something, early 20 guy, I said, all that I'm learning from these professors in classrooms is nothing compared to what I'm learning from this group mate of mine. And that's where I guess the real genesis of real school came about. The inspiration by of me thinking, why do I need a professor to teach me stuff when I can have a real practitioner teach me stuff? And so putting these three sources of inspiration together, it led me to create Real School, which simply is not professors, but real world business practitioners. It's not theoretical and academic lessons. It's real life lessons, real life business lessons from the people who've been there, done that. And it's not prepackaged material like on Coursera, which is there for you to access anytime and just one way. It's real time online. And so with that three simple ideas that I had, I put it together to give you real school, which is real world practitioners, real life lessons in real time online. And, and by the way, if you're wondering right now who that group made of mine was, it was none other than yourself, Nirvana. <laughs> I think I really learned so much from you uh, back in uh, school. And I figured to myself, why do I need to go to business school when I can learn from this guy right here who's brilliant, you know, a brilliant business person himself. Now, if we could only get more people like you sharing your insights and your wisdom on real school on a platform, I think the world would be a much better place rather than have to fork out $100,000 on a business school MBA program. You rather listen, I mean, you could rather listen to the, you know, CEOs or MDs of companies and, and get real advice. That's fantastic and so kind of you. I, I didn't know that, you know, in one way or the other, I would have been any sense form of uh, inspiration, but very, very glad to know. And I'm a firm believer, you know, coming from the University of Hard Knocks, people who have really, um, you know, they have struggled, they have, they have seen real life challenges. You know, they're sharing about their experiences, not only in business, but about life, which is very important for an entrepreneur or any professional to be, you know, dealing with their professional work, life balance, etc. Right now, this happened during COVID. So an idea came to you during COVID. You saw that there was a proper market for it. Now, uh, how COVID was a year ago, one and a half years ago, COVID slowly, fingers crossed, seems to be getting better, right? Do you still feel people are going to be more open to this? Or do you feel, oh, that was an idea during lockdown time? Uh, how, how, what, are your, what are your challenges going forward? Let's say if you want to make real school really big in the next five years, what are the top three challenges you're going to be facing? I mean, that's a very good point, Nirvana. I think we have to understand that once the pandemic is over, uh, things are not going to be the same as they are today. But neither are things going to go back to where they were before pandemic. And I think that's something people must remember. You will not get back to pre-pandemic uh, normality. What has happened with the pandemic is it, is a, it has opened doors. It has accelerated the progress of people online. What was before seen as a very 
um, difficult thing or rather, you know, something that you don't want to go online and learn because it just seems so weird is now the norm. And when you come out of the pandemic, people are going to continue to use this, not fully, but they will continue to use this to complement their real, uh, you know, their, their physical classrooms. So I, I, I'm, I'm a, you know, I strongly believe that post-pandemic, the demand for online learning is still going to soar quite a lot. And especially when there's a real uh, relevance to what is being offered online. Now, I'm not saying that real school is going to take over Coursera or all these other companies. These are big companies that are doing very well. But what we're offering is an alternative. What we're offering is not the academic stuff, not the professors. What we're offering is the real people sharing the real life business stories. I remember, I think uh, it was your, in, your, in your father's book, by the way, which I, which I actually keep on my desk. <laughs> but I read somewhere that, you know, uncle's um, uh, business uh, school was Japan. I mean, that was his business school. That's where he learned stuff. One doesn't necessarily have to go to a academic setting in order to learn business. It's not like the business profession is like medicine or legal profession where you have to get a certificate to practice as a doctor or practice as a lawyer qualified to you know, operate in court. In business, you don't need that stuff. You just need the business acumen, the business knowledge, the skills, the network. And these are things that can be you can get from you know, many different places. So uh, uh, tell me another. You know, you live in Singapore. You know, you've been you've been in the states. You've been in the UAE. Uh, you know, sometimes what happens is when you are in these developed markets where you know the governments are pushing young entrepreneurs to start their own businesses, support the businesses, and let's say a country like mine, Nepal, where forget about the government supporting any new businesses. I mean, it's our biggest challenge is the local environment, right? How do you feel? that fares in new businesses because people keep telling me that you know uh, the new businesses is nothing to do with the environment you are in it's 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 a it's a product for the world you know you're the founder of whatsapp used to be a janitor somewhere or or you know majority of the big businesses in america all founded by immigrants you know how do you feel coming from singapore do you have do you feel you have any edge compared to someone maybe who would have got a similar idea in nepal I believe the environment is important. When you have an ecosystem of entrepreneurs who are supporting one another, that's important. But I think the biggest success factor is the individual. It's the individual's ability to have what I call grit, perseverance, determination, because you're going to face a lot of failure before you reach the success. So individual has a lot more of a role to play than environment. That's not to say the environment is not important. The environment is important. And being in Singapore, I'm quite fortunate to have a lot of access to government grants that support entrepreneurs. Um, in Nepal, I'm sure, you know, your father has set an amazing example of being, you know, uh, very entrepreneurial and starting many companies, despite the environment perhaps not being the best or most conducive for um, entrepreneurs. So I think, again, going back to the question, it's about the individual's drive. That's what makes the difference. And everything else is just a... Uh, you know, it's it's a supporting cast. That's fantastic. You know, I, I truly believe that as well. You have an individual drive and you are surrounded by right like-minded people irrespective of where they are. And, you know, another thing my father says is your network is your net worth. You know, uh, my last question, Nader, to you is, you know, I'm always amazed that irrespective of what field you are in, what you're doing, you're continuously re-educating yourself, you know, getting yourself... Uh, you know exposed 
by world class universities like smu insead or probably one of the world's best business schools uh, nyu now you're getting a doctorate and then you have then you hear about these stories of these college dropouts and all of that right and you are continuously striving for a good educational uh, platform as well tell me all these great worldwide institutions you've known you've you've participated in what is the one thing you've learned and then this is a very good question and i i think i just want to start by saying that it's ironical in a way for someone like myself to have gone through a bachelor an mba and now a doctorate to be preaching about how you can learn from the real world and i tell you that you know having been through these experiences myself i can firmly say that having been through business school at smu for example it was a brilliant school where i learned a lot but where i really learned was through my classmates and through the lessons i learned outside of the classroom i went to the world's number one business school for my mba and while i did learn something in the classroom i think i learned a lot more through the network that i gained over there as you said your net worth is your network or rather your network is your net worth right so i think what i learned having gone through now three schools three degrees is that really the knowledge you want to gain from business for business for example can be gained from outside of the classroom and i'm not coming in there as a person who has not been to any of these schools who's you know uh, sour grapes and saying oh these are not necessary i think there's another way i'm coming from the experience of someone who's been there done that and gone through it and i can tell you having gone through it that there is another way so that one lesson i can tell you is believe in yourself you can if you want to learn about business outside of school you don't have to go to school to become a businessman or entrepreneur you can actually do these things outside of school and and that's my lesson that i've learned having gone through now three schools but i think with having nyu insead in your in your resume it definitely helps in the establishing the credibility as well as a track record right so i, I mean yeah so so nadir you know congratulations for all that you've done and i'm extremely proud of you as a friend that you've started this new venture called real school which i have you know firm believe in that it's going to do really really well all the best and thank you so much for taking your time for this podcast thank you so much nirvan it's been a pleasure being here